Hi everyone. Before we get started with today's episode, I just wanted to let you know that you can now support Crisis Twink with a small monthly donation to help support future episodes and operating costs. There's absolutely no pressure to do this. Culture Pig and Crisis Twink will always be free, but any and all donations are highly appreciated. If you go to the show notes in whatever platform you're using to listen to this podcast, there should be a link marked listener support, and you can choose to contribute however much you want in just an easy monthly donation. So if that is something that you want to do, which you know, I mean, very chic look for you to do that. Very sexy, very cool to be financially generous. Come on, sugar daddy. Yes. Yes, God. Hunty slunty sleigh, I say. Um, it would be really nice if you did it. So, And it is very unhinged to be doing this. And everything I just said for the past like 10 seconds is so unhinged. But uh, yeah, absolutely try doing a donation if you can. Thanks. And on with the show. Hey girlies, welcome to Crisis Twink, the podcast where we ring the alarm about cultural emergencies. Whether it's a flop album, an insane headline, a problematic fave, or just something that needs to be urgently discussed or you'll die, we're going to revive it and make sure it gets the medical assistance it so desperately needs. My name is Drew Haskins, and I'm the only twink who can save a culture in crisis. Joining me today is Maria Carrasco. Hi, Maria. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Drew? I'm good. I feel like that was the most like podcast voicey my intro has ever been, <laughs> but that means you know you're perfecting the craft. The craft is. I wish I weren't. Honestly, I. It's kind of embarrassing. I'm wearing my like um college like radio station t-shirt from like my days as a radio dj which i think i'm like channeling some sort of spirit by doing this being possessed um that's cool though that's one thing i kind of wish i'd done at duke yeah it it was definitely i think the highlight of my like extracurriculars like i i think they have like a new studio now but we used to be in this like ramshackle attic on East Campus, like in the furthest building, close to like the um, close to like Heavenly Buffaloes, like right across the street over there. And the ceilings were so low, you hit your head, and like the turntables were like dangling from the ceiling. Um, but it was a, in my a vibe. last year. They moved it to the art building. Which, okay, as you can probably gas was like all glass of course beautiful you etc et you legally cannot build a new building in the united states of america unless it is a glass cube correct it's impossible there's yeah, um it's one of those like five i think they call it five over ones that's a gentrification building yeah <laughs> your two options so there's um in Chicago, over here on like River North along the river, they built an Apple store that is all glass and it looks like it doesn't have any windows or doors at all. And there apparently have been like, a, it's basically like a bird a day that keeps flying into That was because... literally my first thought is I'm sure they're, they're like picking up bird corpses. No, but like 
you know, glass buildings look like glass. This one does, for whatever reason, I don't know how they did it. It is impressive. I wish it were in an Apple store, but like, it does look like just a bunch of like Apple genius bars, like on the side of the river, <laughs> but it's all enclosed. Like, it's like, you know, we have the technology, it's futuristic, but it's at what cost? Spooky, scary. Spooky, 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 scary. Okay, I think this is a good time to play our first game. So let's do it. We're going to play Go Call the Governor. So I am going to present you with three cultural scenarios from recent and or ancient history. And you're going to decide whether or not the governor needs to be called. There are no wrong answers here, but your choice is binary. Does the governor need to be called or not? Got it. Cool. All right. So let's play. All right. Hypertopical this week. The rest of Little Mix have unfollowed Jesse Nelson on social media. Does the governor need to be called? Um, they do not need to be called because they're all correct to unfollow her. Um, and they should unfollow Nikki while they're at it. Yeah, I, I wrote this prompt before the live happened this afternoon. That was um, a tough look. It's hard to be a barb these days. Uh, yeah, I, I'm trying to not participate in the Nikki discourse because she's talking too much. Um, and I want to be able to, <laughs> to listen to it on the side and not tell anyone. Yeah. Um, but she is, she is, she's been on one for sure. Yeah, I, I feel like, you know, we talked obviously at length about the whole like Met Gala cousin in Trinidad yeah. of it all on this podcast. And that... That was only three weeks ago at this point. I mean, it's just, it's relentless stuff, but. And I also, the the thing about it is, is as ridiculous and kind of comedic as the, the thing is, like, it's been a long time coming. Like the stuff with her husband is. Yeah. Like, the stuff with Takashi, it's like collaborating with him at that point in his career. I was like, why are we doing this? Yeah. I, I mean, honestly, since Queen Radio, things have felt like we're we're in a new phase. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if she's gonna steer out of this one. Um, but where do you so are you a big like little mix head? It's weird to ask an American this because I've never met an American who is, but like I personally am not. I know that there are many people who stand. Yeah. I'm not one of them. Yeah, been like bothered to like put their name in my music search, you know. Like they make very um, like I would say lowest common denominator gay bops. Like they're yeah. they're fun. They're like you know it's cute. Yeah. It's it's not like the golden age of like girl group music, but like they're perfectly fine. But like I had no idea that people cared this much about them. Yeah, I think for whatever reason, that combination of like groups gets people going. Yeah. Um, obviously like individuals have their own, as we know with the barbs, but yeah, I think, I think it's the matter of being able to pick and choose which one you like or dislike. Yeah. And especially with young people, they like pull up for that. For sure. They really glom on. I mean, I'm, 
I'm old enough to remember the the salad days when you know Camila Cabello could leave Fifth Harmony and people you know didn't care that much <laughs> like but also it's not like Fifth Harmony has like that many stands or whatever one group member leaving that really no one cared about but I I like them it's this Spanish speaking boy band CNCO oh yeah who yeah. coincidentally they have a song with little mix do they <laughs> yeah reggaeton lento it's perfectly fine they they low-key make bobs so mm-hmm. they need better writers for sure um but one of them left and i'm like you guys are not famous enough yet to be to have people drop off the ship yeah it's it feels premature like you have to be like zane one direction level famous to really do this and I think like in the UK Jessie was definitely famous to leave and she obviously had her reasons like I mean she's spoken very extensively about like the mental health struggles like of being in a girl group and like being bullied for her looks and stuff which is why it sucks that she is getting clowned on and criticized extensively for something that is absolutely justified in its criticism like did you listen to the song or watch the video? No. Uh, embarrassingly enough, all of my information on this topic has come from TikTok. Yeah. So I, I think that's probably the best. Huh? And then I was like, I don't, I'm not going to engage in yeah. This The song is a very, um, I mean, it's like a 90s hip hop pastiche and like, I mean, the aesthetic, she's definitely like blackfishing for sure in the video. Like it's not subtle. And, you know, all this stuff like on the live today that was brought up. I'm like, you knew all this and yet. And yet. And yet. Like, I don't know. I feel, I feel like she should have just sat this one out. Like not everyone needs a solo career. That's true. Um, but now that's all she's got since um they all her, so <laughs> and they made the right choice in doing so for sure okay let's move on to the next scenario here kim kardashian on snl does the governor need to be called okay so i only watched the monologue and i think that's all you needed to watch and the bachelorette mm-hmm. too i think Oh boy, we're not gonna call them. Okay. I think the monologue was super well written. Was her delivery good? Not at all. Yeah, well, she's um, not like Amy Schumer, sense. you know? Yeah, she has no sense of like comedic timing at all. Yeah. But um, I'm I'm genuinely shocked at how much she said. And, like, oh. But I also, they, they, their finger is always on the pulse and they always know what people are saying about them. And that was just a good way to remind everyone is like, you guys are talking and we know. Yeah. She like really, she got out ahead of basically every joke and every criticism like they could have made in such, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, she's not a natural performer or whatever, for sure. But like, my favorite comment about all of it, I don't remember who tweeted this, so sorry for not crediting, but someone said that she 
she won the roast challenge of RuPaul's Drag Race with that. And that really made me laugh. Like, I, I don't know. I've always really liked Kim, though. Like, I was happy she got a lot of, like, good press for this. Yeah, and it's also, again, someone tweeted this. Don't know who it was. Can't credit them. But before she went on, they were like, that seems so unlike her to be in a situation she can't control. Yeah. But she out of it. I mean, they're that whole family is just so masterful at like creating narratives around themselves, like more or less controlling the discourse. And I mean, I'm sure half of it is like Chris being such a willing direct source for basically everything. And like, yeah. And like, she knows a quid pro quo. The one thing they couldn't predict is that TikTok investigator figuring out that Kylie was pregnant. Yeah. Nails. But I mean, TikTok, TikTok is just like, there are Nancy Drews on that platform right now that are solving like decades old mysteries. Like I was watching something the other day and I think this is going to be talked about twice in two episodes now, but like the, that Amelia Earhart was eaten by crabs. Excuse me? Yeah. She got eaten by like a big old crab, like in the, her like plane crash landed on some like remote island in the Pacific and she got eaten by a coconut crab. Um, send me this video. I would like to. Okay, see. I'll find it. I I do not actually have my own TikTok. I just see what gets filtered through to me on Twitter, which I have found to be a better balance yeah. of how to consume it. And it also just filters the cream of the crop through to me. Yeah, that's fair. I sort of, I guess I'm like a two social media. Mm-hmm thing kind of girl because I've been on TikTok more and Insta less. Yeah. Um, and like everyone else is largely a pandemic thing. And once it gets like a good sense of your tastes, it's usually it it is quite fun. Yeah. I mean, I've talked about it twice already, so that's embarrassing. But. I just need to like I need to get the algorithm to do more for me because I initially signed on to see like you know friend content like I feel like God gun ahead, like front facing comedy people. And then like Azalea Banks and Doja Cat, like, you know, like the good, the good TikTok stuff. But like, I just see so much like, not to say this on national coming out day, but gay shit that I don't want to see. And like, I don't need to see like husbands chopping wood. I don't need to see like twins. Sorry. It's not like, yeah, I don't need that in video form. Like I already see that in like on my Instagram. Like I don't need to do that again. So I, I need to give it a better shot though. You definitely need to get into your own like corner mm-hmm. um, of things that you actually like. But there was a point where I was resistant to the thought of joining. I didn't even post on it. I'm just there to like stuff. Yeah. Every, all the like funniest things I was seeing on Twitter were TikTok videos. So I was like, well, I mean, the thing is, some of our greatest minds are on there right now. True. Um, Tara Wack has a super chaotic mm-hmm. presence. She, I think, like, there are a lot of people who do, like, straight up cool visual content on there. I'm sure she's one of them. There's some other, um, I don't remember her name off the top of my head. I follow her on Instagram, too. Like, it's, like, Madeline something. She makes kind of, like, these, like, this also sounds lame, but like Wes Anderson kind of TikToks basically that are these like hyper stylized 
little like minute long short films that I'm like, how did you have the creativity or budget to make this? Like I can't edit videos for shit. So like my creation skills are like blocked at the door. It's cool. Yeah, I think, I think short and like formats brings out some cool stuff out of people. Yeah. It definitely like when I mean that's how I guess how like early Twitter was too though like you had to get really creative because like the brevity of the format like you have to like pack a punch and make something like impactful yeah and the Kardashians have done that on Insta pretty well to their credit too like every post they make is like an event at this point they know they know okay last scenario sort of a throwback one Jared Leto lives in an airplane hangar. Does the governor need to be called? The governor always needs to be on Jared Leto. Yeah. 100% of the time. Um, I got, he has a grease up a free. As abolitionist, put him in yeah. jail. He, so, when was the last time he gave us like good content? I, I don't even know how to answer that because I don't, I don't think I've ever personally responded to anything he does like his oscar is for playing a trans person which is conceptually i cannot support or condone yeah that i don't like the joker no more joker for any no one needs to be the joker also the jokers he's up against are Heath Ledger, yeah Joaquin Phoenix. and, and like even going back to like jack nicholson like jack nicholson and he sucks joker is horrible horrible and like horrible movie his like metal teeth and stuff like it just he's so fucking extra like the press around it too of him like being method for oh yeah for a bad movie it's like that's embarrassing so embarrassing like you went to all that work and pissed off everyone around you and now you have like viola davis talking shit about you to the press for what a movie that you're not getting even invited back to so um, I think the thing that came to mind at first I was like 30 seconds to Mars but I was like and Kill I think that's another song I I but, couldn't but, tell you he did that was the last time he made good content I used to work I hope I yeah I can say this I used to work for 30 seconds to Mars's label like way yeah. back in the day and they were sort of like an inactive band on the roster because this was around like 2017 when like they weren't really, you know, he's an actor now. He doesn't need to make like shitty pop punk. He doesn't need to do that. Yeah. But apparently back when the band was like super active, he used to go into my boss's, my boss at the time's like office and just cry, like literally whale cry about whatever. <laughs> when you have a label executive I, I, it's not good like i and yeah i mean knowing that he like purchased an old air force base in laurel canyon i'm like where is where can you land a plane in air in laurel canyon a but like yeah, can you elaborate on this living in an airport yeah he bought an air force base at like the top of laurel canyon uh-huh. a few years ago and i think about it all the time because it's such a weird, it's such a weird place to have an Air Force base. And, but he literally lives in the like Quonset hut hangar part of their base. 
I guess it's just like a lot like an open concept loft or whatever but like yeah it's I feel like he's one he was just one of those who's not innately interesting mm-hmm. and so everything in his exterior he's like this must be like unexpected and that's how he you know tries well, to make himself he loves like giving a little twist to everything too like I remember at the beginning of pandemic like he showed up on March like March 25th he was like I've been in the desert for two weeks without my phone and I came back and the world was shut down I'm like you are so annoying for this (laughs) like I would honestly rather have Vanessa I almost said Vanessa Williams Vanessa Hudgens being like yeah like people are gonna die like whatever then yeah, not even people. knowing <laughs> um I'll, I'll never forget that as long as i live she to her credit she bounced back coachella. pretty quickly <laughs> all for coachella i know and, and that turned out to be like the the policy thinking of oh yeah residents it's like people are gonna die so you know, who cares? She'll she'll be the great policymaker at the end of all this. And I mean, she she recovered. I mean, Princess Switch three, like switch, switch, switch again is coming out in a month. So good. Good. It's what we need, it's what we deserve. So all right, we're gonna take a quick break and we will be right back. And we are back. Let's move on to this episode's cultural emergency. Maria, what are you rushing to the ER today? We're bringing in Grimes Marks in an obviously posed tap shoot. Delectable. Delectable topic. Die, I've been dying to talk about this for days now. Like, so, okay, I, where are you with Grimes? Because she's one of the most complex figures I think we have right now. I am like not, I'll say this, at the jump like not huge on her music okay um i know people are and like i get it but it's not my jam mm-hmm. as a pop culture figure and as um frankly a couple i found them genuinely fascinating yeah um and kind of like everything that's wrong with celebrities and why i wish um i wasn't addicted to it basically yeah definitely without question one of the weirdest celebrity couples in memory but also one that like makes they made so much sense together but yeah like to like if we saw them both in high school you'd be like oh that couple totally makes sense yeah I feel like I'm I mean, I'm at U Chicago right now, and I feel like every other straight couple on this campus is giving a Grimes Elon dynamic, like just a fountain of weirdness. But I just yeah, thought it was they're so. The, they're like the foundational podcast boyfriend e girl. Oh, yeah. But also, there's like a little bit of like vice versa energy there too, because she, I mean, she is like so. Um, so e-girl too and he's so like joe rogan-y yeah in a lot of ways like oh wait did you say e-girl podcaster boyfriend yeah okay well i didn't do that so <laughs> never mind but there is i feel like there's like it's a two-way energy that is like very like it's like two devil's advocates like scampering around each other 
yeah I mean the reason I found her <laughs> so fascinating is a great like example of white women abandoning all their principles yeah that they you know said that they stood for and then for her to come back around the I think it's like what the day after the announcement of the breakup yeah you reading marks it's like this is the show continues is oh i mean because like once you get a taste of the mega fame like it's so hard to relinquish that and like i think she will be a tabloid fixture for at least like the next five years yeah and they've got the they still got the the custody of the the custody of um I can't pronounce I actually don't know how to pronounce that name you have to to insert just like beeping noises yeah like the like Spongebob like electric zoo noises um I am old enough to remember the days back in like 2011-2012 when the now dearly departed hipster runoff blog was covering Grimes's like pre- like pre not even fame at this point like pre like pitchfork coverage like weird art projects like when she took a houseboat down the Mississippi with some weird ex of hers and like like had chickens and stuff on the boat and all they ate were like carrots and they then back then she was just Claire still too so like it's a it's been a weird trajectory for her like I'm a pretty day one Grimes head just because a lot of like 2011 and 2012 are like two extremely formative years for like my music consumption between like I mean we just celebrated like the 10-year anniversary of both 212 by Azalea and video games by Alonda Del Rey cold banger yeah i i've gone on record on this pod as saying that 212 is the best song of the 2010s and i will stand by that for she has songs and oh yeah i just wish had been quiet yeah but she can't you know she can't help herself and i would love a comeback like if she it's it's happening (laughs) she today was she and lil nas x are going to do a collab they announced today wow giving the gays everything they want everything they want and of course like he i mean he he being like such a bar will give i said that like a slur no it's it's not sort of be a bar but like he yeah, is, is. <laughs> no but like he is gonna give azalea like many chances and i think you know what for for music's sake for the art of it all we I would like to see that happen. I'm just um, saying, like Anna Wintour might be in my most played song this year. Oh, it's incredible! Like truly, like a workout jam to end all workout jams. Um, oh no, but oh yeah, 2011, 2012 was. Oh, sorry. on her. That hilarious Insta post where she was like, "Yeah, I'm vaccinated. Like, I I'm I'm not always like that guy." Um good to them good to have her around yeah and I, I I'll be honest I was a little worried that she wasn't but um good I'm, I believe her. I, I believe her she's given Erica Erica Badu got vaccinated all the other you know yeah of her ilk should have gotten the the dominoes fell pretty quick, quickly after that 
That, that's very true. Um, I, I also, I mean, Azalea did also release the definitive statement about the Grimes-Elon breakup and by immortally referring to him as apartheid Clyde, which made me laugh so hard. Um, that's the thing, like, she's if so- If was not an incredible rapper, a great, um, she could do a side gig at Boss Up for sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, she is, like, every Insta story of hers is so, like, lovingly crafted. Like, I was, um, I guess this was probably two weeks ago, she was talking about Peeps, like the the Easter candy Peeps, and was, like, talking- a lot of shit about peeps and I was like but it was so like elegantly worded like when she is going after something like it's so laser focused and she will like put craft into the insult yeah, she's got a pen for sure. she has a pen and has poisoned her many times but like you know when she's on she's on and I'm just gonna take that and hope you know and that was the peak of the Grimes Elon yeah was uh those various reveals yeah the the saga from inside the house will one day i believe be its own episode of this podcast because it just is like one of the most purely strange things that's happened in the culture in recent memory like that was only three years ago i'm just saying if they made that if zola could be a feature film i would watch the oh yeah (laughs) of that trio I like I shudder to think of the casting <laughs> like I bet we I mean if if Riley Kehoe wanted to I bet she could do Grimes like she could do Grimes I feel like the lisp could get tough <laughs> a little someone could make too much of a meal out of that lisp I think and I worry just a little bit for 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 their sake but um oh my god no I like or, or like I mean, I don't want to invoke his spirit on this podcast, but like Ryan Murphy could do a very good like mini series of that whole thing too. Like, let's not give him, you know, ten episodes worth. No, just three nights at Elon's. Like that's that's it. Um, but no, I mean to see like a day one like Pitchfork fave like Grimes marry like the rich one of the richest men in the world it's such a weird trajectory it's like i mean it's like if sky ferreira married J- jeff bezos like that would be so weird um yeah i think like but also considering like elon's strange dating history and the yeah. ex-wife has about him i'm also like like the money I like I get it I'm sure he like is gonna finance oh yeah no she she's many of her future work she's set for life at this point for sure yeah but at what cost you know yeah I I I would he seems like a tough person to be tied to and his dating history is so weird like the first wife and then he married the second wife twice and then he dated Amber Heard for a long time, pre Johnny when she before she married Johnny Depp, which is like she also that's also um, dark. Needs needs some investigating on her part. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't like talking about 
Johnny Depp or Amber Heard. Like that is such like a like a dark thing. And I cannot imagine what the Amber Elon of it all. Yeah. Unreal. Unreal dark. Um I don't know. I the marks of it all also makes me feel like sad for her. Just because I feel like she lost so much goodwill from all this. And then she's just doubling down on like the yeah, like it was definitely like a troll move. Yeah. Again, kind of similarly to Kim, although obviously not the same levels, but like this hyper awareness. Yeah. Like this desire to always be spoken about. Yeah. I, like, definitely has it, but it's like your grinds. Yeah, you're exactly your grinds. Like, and you're in this insane outfit. And, oh, like, that talking about it are going to be like, it's a much smaller circle so it just feels so I mean it's always performative and so strange it, it's I, I do think of such it's such a great like microcosm of like everything every single thing bad about celebrity culture oh absolutely like dressing up like a fucking like Yu-Gi-Oh reading <laughs> like a Marx Mark's book with like the cover is in like 4k so you yeah, get every single little could find. yeah and like middle of the book like I don't like spine fresh has never been open before like I you know you can do something like this and have it come off as like witty or fun or like over the top campy like I'm thinking about that like that Heidi Montag photo from like years and years ago where she's like crossed her head. She's like literally just has put like a school chair out in the middle of the street and is like crying about something going like, like so funny, so performative, but like she knows what she's doing with that. And there's a level of like, you know, there's more of like a winking self-awareness to it than what Grimes is doing. Like there's definitely this is definitely like a troll but at the same time like it's image rehab yeah yeah and it's also like oh I've been in on the joke with you guys don't worry about it yeah although like knowing what I know about her I'm also like this is part of like the bit but I just I don't I don't care anymore I don't think of her as like a bit heavy person either like I've never thought of like I like even prior to like this whole thing like I've never thought of her as a comedian like I mean before the Elon thing I barely thought of her as a person outside of her music beyond just being some like Bjorky weirdo yeah with who you know that's fine but there are like a million of those (laughs) these days like it's a saturated market and then like you know, going on SNL and playing Princess Peach and like naming your kid like whatever the fuck that kid's name is. Like, it's not like you didn't have a lot of like gas in the troll tank to begin yeah. with. And now you have none. Like, you're running on fumes at this point. Yeah. I mean, the naming of that kid is like genuinely messed up. It's so, I feel like, what so is bad. It's going to be like, Surely I mean, they have to give him a nickname. I mean, they call him X, but like his name is still X Musk. Yeah. Like, 
that name doesn't roll off the tongue and also like you know exactly who this kid is like it's not like he's gonna go by I don't know I mean it it reminds me of like blanket like Michael Jackson's son blanket like you name a kid blanket you know who whose kid it is like there's a whole a truck ton of baggage that just falls on you immediately like you're setting someone up to fail I mean I wouldn't call um <laughs> how much money all is gonna have setting up yeah fail, but I know of that just like god did you think did you think of when you did this I know like and I mean he'll have enough money to pay like whatever the name change fee is yeah. but it's you know until until you legally can do that well actually I don't know I think you can do it pretty young I had a guy in my elementary school who he legally changed his name to pickle and he was in like second grade and he still goes by pickle he did this in elementary school yeah his mom was okay with it his mom was like a big like free spirit yeah but yeah pickle watkins i probably shouldn't have said his full name maybe i'll bleep that out but like i don't i don't know where he is it's like pickle it's like a fucking like it it sounds like a harry potter character but it's it's true he still goes by it Mm -hmm. if he still goes by it then all power to him i know i it's it's a big choice to make and you really lean into it um and I don't know, maybe X Musk will like find some power yeah. in his his name, but like, oh, it's a lot to put on a driver's license. That is like such like Jerry Seinfeld humor. I feel like we need to move on now because <laughs> I'm like on literally running on like Dave Chappelle themes over here. Okay, I think we got to move on to the final segment. Okay, so we're gonna play tear the community apart. I'm excited about this. The rules are very, very simple. I have picked two songs, and you're going to tell me which one is better. Okay. So tonight, I have picked two Stone Cold classics from 2014 from regrettably one-hit wonders that epitomized the music trend known as Mustard Wave which blended Bay Area hip-hop music with pop beats. And I'm getting that from Wikipedia. So that's not my phrasing, that's Wikipedia's. Which song is better? Two On by Tinashe featuring Schoolboy Q or Somebody by Natalie LaRose featuring Jeremiah. <laughs> Have you heard the name Natalie LaRose in, in years? Um. The listeners can obviously not see this, but at the mention of the first song, my jaw dropped. Um, you are looking at a stan. Um, okay. So two on is the better song. Unquestionably still, so. Still consistently listen to it. Yeah, I, I, it's one of my favorite pop songs of the past decade. Perfect. Like I love, I, I'm also a, a huge Tinashe stan, and I knew this wasn't going to be a fair fight when I made this list, but I um I did want to talk about her, and I did want to talk about Natalie LaRose 
tonight. Um, a Reuben sensation, Natalie LaRose. A Stone Cold Bop and recently got memed, which is so random. Mm -hmm. The funniest part of it got memed too. Like <laughs> just her like that like side look at the camera, like yeah. It's so that's that child star energy popping out. Like you're always like playing the camera. Yeah, you know exactly where it is at all times. Was two on your like introduction to Tanache? Yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mine too. That was like a freshman year of college. Bob, I think that came out. Yeah, it was like 2014. So like second semester freshman year for me. And then I was just like yeah. bopping around on the bus to it. Such a good performer. Mm -hmm. like, like she has all the elements of a pop star, except something is just not clicking with the masses. I I don't know because like her label, which full disclosure is like another one of my former employers, has done a very bad job of marketing like R and B pop hybrid female singers like they're also it's normani's label too and like something's going on there yeah. that yeah. defies i think for the last two albums maybe i'm incorrect but she's has she gone independent from them yeah she she's independent but she's managed by rock nation mm -hmm. which is jay-z's like management company and that's how that's why she's like singing happy birthday to Beyonce at her, her party and like jumping out of a cake every year. Like that's contractually obligated, I guess. But those two albums, I think are her best two albums. No, I agree. And like the most like tied together instead of mm -hmm. pieces from other people. Aquarius is also very good. Mm -hmm. Joyride. It's, it was released. <laughs> it it's, is a, a song that exists. Yeah. yeah. But it's, uh, I don't know. I think she's in a good spot with her career now. Like I was really jealous of all the people who got to go see her live recently. Like yeah, I have- I have a couple of friends in New York who went and saw her. Yeah, she just, she just came to Chicago last week and like every gay in Chicago was there. I, I she's one of the people who I wonder like, Oh, like, are you excited that like most of your fan base these days are like just gay guys? But like, because I feel like she's always had aspirations of actually like dominating the charts and stuff. And like, she came really close to be fair, but. Yeah, but you know, I think it's in terms of like sustaining something like that, it's always good to have like a niche. Oh, yeah. I have people who are going to like go to your concerts and. You know, that's that's what's gonna pay the bills. It's just people who are like diehard. Yeah, I mean, I um I mean she definitely not Natalie La Rose wants what Tanache has for sure. Like when I um I used to live two blocks from Los Globos, like in Silver Lake, the it's like a like a like a multi-purpose event space or whatever, but like I was walking by one day and they have like all of the like event schedule outside yeah the door and I looked up once and what a shock to see Natalie La Rose op opening not headlining opening 
two doors down from my house for Chanel West Coast, who, do you know who Chanel West Coast is? No. Okay, she's a white rapper known for um, being on MTV's Ridiculousness. She's like a biker chick. Yeah. So it was not not the most auspicious place to be. Yeah, <laughs> no lines around the corner. No, no cricket. It crickets. I mean, this it was it, not a not a good space to be. And I truly only know two Natalie Leroux songs. So like, it's probably for the best that. I mean, Tanache Tanache got the career. Not that they were ever competing, but Tanache got. But if you had to guess, which of those two songs charted higher? Was it, the, was it, uh, God, I'm, I'm nervous. You can't even name it. It's like, yeah, yeah, then, um, what is it called? Oh, somebody. Yeah, I don't, yeah, somebody. Yeah, it did chart higher, crazily enough. That was a top 10 hit in the United States of America, whereas um, Two On, I don't believe, broke the top 20. You know, a country in crisis. Yeah. That was, we know. that was when things really started to fail like the infrastructure yeah. just crumbled <laughs> like if there there is like a brighter timeline in which Tanache is like it, bigger than like Dua Lipa but uh, yeah yeah I see that I mean Dua needed to learn how to dance and she already yeah Oh, Tanasha, and Tanasha, like, it, it, it does suck for her because she is such, like, a triple threat. Yeah, and the same thing with Normani. It's like, yeah, math is just not mapping. Like, if you're just not, I don't know, all of it's, like, good promotion, I guess. Like, yeah. though I do think that Normani is one, like, actually instant classic song away from having it all. But I don't think, like, Motivation was an Ariana B-side with a great video. Wild Side, I like a lot. Excellent video, but like, I, I mean, it's not like a hit. Motivation to Wild Side. Interesting. I agree with you that she is like on the brink. It's just, it's taking too long. Yeah. Release Motivation and then how long until the next one? It's like- Literally two years. It's like people forget, like you need yeah. to stay in the memory. Like, I hate using this phrase, but like we are in an attention economy. Like you can't just sit around for two years and not, and I know there was a pandemic in between, but like, yeah, Dual okay. Leaper released seven singles from Future Nostalgia during pandemic. Like, yeah, I was gonna say like, people were in the studio and she should be right there along with them. Yeah. Like if you're gonna position someone as, the heir apparent to Beyonce, like they were really doing at the beginning, you need to come in with a song that's as strong yeah. as Crazy in Love, which was an instant classic from day one. Yeah. Like, and motivation's not that. Motivation's no, like... Not. Yeah. I mean, oh. she's making great music videos. <laughs> yeah, no, like, and that, like, you can't, you can't knock her for that because they are great. And like a lot of people don't put any resources or energy into like, I mean, choreography at a bare minimum, much less like actual spectacle like she does, but like yeah. it's, yeah. yeah, it'll, I hope it happens for her. 
and the way that it's like weirdly happened for Cami Cabby, which makes me sick to my stomach every day. But um, anyway, okay, we gotta we gotta wrap up the episode, I think. But Maria, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you um, so much for having me. Where can people find you on social media if you'd like to be found? Oh boy, um, I'm gonna keep my Twitter secret because that's okay. how it look. It should be. Um, I guess my Insta is at the fake MTC. Um, if you would like to follow me, I maybe will follow back. We'll see. Incredible. Um, where can I be found? Oh, you can follow me on Twitter at FKA Pigs with a Z, um, on Instagram at Drew Haskins with Zs, and subscribe to culturepig.substack.com for free weekly newsletters about cultural musings, wh whatever the fuck. Um, if you're listening to this, I just released one about um, the 10 year anniversary of Nicola Roberts's excellent 2011 album, Cinderella Eyes, which I believe is my favorite pop album of the past 10 years. So go listen to that if you haven't. And um, yeah, rate and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yeah. Wow. What a spiel. I hate That was like the smoothest that's ever come out. I know. Well, it's hard to do that like organically, you know, like yeah. it's getting like general, genuine enthusiasm talking about like stars on Apple podcasts. It's like very, um, I find self-promotion very mortifying, which is not a good attitude to have when I host what is essentially a vanity podcast. <laughs> like, um, no, but it's different. The like a conversation is different from like yourself. You know? Yeah, absolutely. A, a sad, sad dichotomy. But all right. Well, until next time. Um, bye, everyone. <laughs>